The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends around the world. My friends, this Earth is soon going to experience massive weather changes and earthquakes. No, it will not be because of Al Gore. There has not been global warming as he predicted. Rather, according to the United Kingdom's Meteorological Office, there has been a temperature standstill for over 50 years. But Al Gore does not control the weather, believe it or not. Almighty God does control the weather. Right now, as I speak, the horrible drought in America's most populous state, California, is causing massive crop failures and raging wildfires all over the state. Here is a shocking quotation from Time.com, quote, Governor Jerry Brown has declared a state of emergency in California as the state struggles to cope with severe drought brought on by the driest year in history. Brown implored Californians to reduce water levels by 20% after a year of lowest levels of rainfall recorded in the state's 153-year history. Reservoirs are running low, and the state is on high alert for wildfires like this week's blaze in Los Angeles. My friends, the worst drought in California's history? Yes, but you need to understand that this is just the beginning for even more massive drought and fires will soon occur all across the United States, all across Australia, and elsewhere. Yes, you people in Australia have also experienced record-breaking heat waves and wildfires, and our friends in Britain have just experienced absolutely extreme weather conditions which causing severe damage in a number of areas. Why? Is all this just time and chance? Or is there a great God, the God of the universe, trying to get our attention. Stay tuned. My friends, most of you have not been told about the real God of the Bible, the God of creation, and how He is right now beginning to intervene in human affairs, for we really are in the last days of this world's present civilization. The real Jesus Christ of the Bible will soon intervene and save this confused world from itself. Yes, I know that many of you do not stand in awe or fear the right kind of fear of the real God of the Bible. Why? Because he has been misrepresented to you by false ministers who do not truly believe what the Bible says. That's true. Think about it. So in addition to alternating drought, famine, flooding, and fires, the real God of the Bible will soon begin to shake this world as never before. It's coming. Unprecedented massive earthquakes are soon coming. Remember the terrible earthquakes that recently struck New Zealand, Japan, Haiti, Chile, and elsewhere? Far more are coming very soon unless we repent and genuinely return to the God of the Bible. Obviously, speaking of the last days, Almighty God tells us the New Testament book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26 in your Bible, Yet once more I shake 
not only the earth, but also heaven. That's what God says at the end of this age. He's going to shake people to wake them up. Jesus Christ directly predicted these things just before his second coming. Notice Luke 21, my friends. I'm going to turn there. If you have a Bible, go get it. Prove these things to yourself out of your own Bible. They're there. They've always been there. I didn't put them there. This is what Jesus said. Luke 21, speaking of the last days, I'm going to pick up in verse 10. He said, And nations will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines, and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Note that Jesus predicted great earthquakes, not just normal earthquakes, great earthquakes more powerful than normal. These types of earthquakes will soon begin to occur with increasing frequency in many parts of this world. This world does need to be shaken. It really does, my friends, in order to wake people up. Almighty God does control the weather, and He does control earthquakes and other so-called natural disasters as well. His inspired Word directly predicts these things at the end of this age. If God doesn't control these things, then why would He dare prophesy good weather to nations who obey Him and bad weather to nations who disobey Him? What does your Bible actually say? Think about that. What does your Bible actually say? Turn, if you would, to Deuteronomy chapter 28 in your Bible. Jesus Christ constantly quoted the Old Testament as Scripture, as the Word of God. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, God says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey. God doesn't want us just to believe, but to obey. Faith without works is dead. To obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully His commandments, which I command you, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. He will bless those nations, those people who obey Him. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of your God. Blessed shall be in the city, blessed shall be in the country, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, your children, the increase of your flocks, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. In other words, the weather is going to be good. You'll have lots of crops. He says down here in verse 12, The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens, to give you the rain. He controls the weather. He says, I will give you the rain to your land in its season, and bless the work of your hand, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow, and the Eternal will make you the head and not the tail. God's doing the opposite to America today because we do not obey Him. We do not obey His commandments. We despise His commandments. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you a very eye-opening booklet on this very topic. It is entitled, Who Controls the Weather? This inspiring booklet, Who Controls the Weather, will open your eyes to all kinds of facts and information which we do not have time for in this brief telecast. This booklet will help you really understand God's revelation on this vital topic. Notice this beautiful booklet is certainly filled with facts you need to know. So call us or write us today. Request your free copy of our powerful booklet, Who Controls the Weather? Just ask for the booklet on the weather. That's all you need. Call now before you forget. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast, 
or request today's free offer. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, God Controls the Weather. My friends, the inspired Bible reveals the way Almighty God thinks and the way He acts, the way He is. Notice what God told our forefathers. Turn with me in your Bible to Amos, the book of Amos. Jesus quoted from this as part of the Bible, Scripture, Amos chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. Amos 4 and beginning verse 6, God told our forefathers, Also I gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities, and lack of bread in all your places, yet you've not returned to me, says the Lord. I withheld rain from you. Yes, God controls the weather. He says, I withheld rain from you. And when there were still three months to the harvest, I made it rain on one city, and I withheld rain from another city. That's what's been happening in America and Britain and Australia and so on. We've been having floods at times, and then drought, and alternating floods and droughts over and over, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's why I'm telling you about it. This is beginning to happen, and it's going to happen. One part was rained upon, and where it did not rain, the part withered, and so two or three cities wandered to another city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet you've not returned to me. We still haven't repented and come back to the God of the Bible. Rather, we're continuing on with our wild living and heathenistic ways, and going into all kinds of perversion, which God hates. I blasted you with blight and mildew, he says in verse 9. In other words, lack of rain, blight and mildew, too much rain to rot the crops. When your gardens increase, your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees, the locusts devour them, yet you have not returned to me, says the Lord. God is God. He is going to put up with just so much of this. Think about it. God intervenes in the weather to either punish or bless entire nations. He is in control of the weather. Now notice King Solomon's inspired prayer, which is in the Bible, and God obviously inspired this magnificent prayer. Think about this. God inspired this prayer, which was given at the dedication of the wonderful, gorgeous temple in Jerusalem. And here's what God guided Solomon to write. And as you read the Scripture carefully, you'll see that God certainly put this in his heart, and guided this prayer, and blessed him, and blessed Israel. Turn back to Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 26. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, when they pray toward this place, and confess your name, and turn from their sin, because you afflict them, then hear in heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk, and send rain. Solomon prayed, send rain on your land which you've given to your people as an inheritance. 
when there is famine in the land, pestilence, in other words, disease epidemic, or blight, or mildew, locusts, or grasshoppers, when their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer is made in supplication by anyone or by all your people Israel, when each one knows his own burden, each one is examining his heart, and I hope our nations will begin to examine our hearts, each one knows his own burden and his own grief, and spread out his hands to this house, when people turn to God, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, and forgive, and give to everyone according to his ways, God wants our ways to be right, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of the sons of men. My friends, picture the city of Jerusalem. Here is where Solomon gave this inspired prayer, this beautiful city. I've seen it a number of times. He's talked about real events on this earth. He knew that God controls the weather. Turn to Luke 21 again, beginning in verse 20. He said, When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, many scriptures show that just before the end of the age, Jerusalem is going to be surrounded by armies. Then know that this desolation is near. I love that city, a beautiful city, tremendous historical cities and places there. But it's going to be destroyed. It's going to be terribly desecrated before the end. Then let those in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. And let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days, for they will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. Terrible things are coming. We're going to be led captive into all nations when you understand, unless we repent. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles. That city will be taken over by non-Jewish people before it's over until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And that time is soon coming. And there will be signs in the sun, moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts fading them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. God is going to intervene and cause great earthquakes, tsunamis, storms of all sorts. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. This comes right up to Christ's second coming. Now do we give up? No. Now when these things begin to happen, and they're going to begin just within the next several years, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption is near. Yes, these things are going to happen. They're going to affect your life and my life. And we really need to understand. So describing these events, earthquakes, famine, disease, Jesus warned the city of Jerusalem will be surrounded by armies. That great city is very, very important to God. It is obvious that the ancient city of Jerusalem will be center stage in the prophetic events just ahead, my friends. Jesus said this would all be part of the final days of vengeance. The days of vengeance. Think about it. God is not mocked. I know our leaders and even our Congress and so many of our political and even religious leaders and educational leaders turn away from God. They make fun of the idea of a real God, not directly, but in all their actions. It's as though God doesn't exist. 
as our hedonistic society continues to mock the very Creator in so many ways, He will shake us with extreme weather, with earthquakes, with disease epidemics. How long do you think the Almighty Creator will put up with all of our godless practices of millions of young people just living together without marriage, of men supposedly marrying men, and the respectable so-called murder of untold millions of unborn children, and so on and so on. Again, God is not mocked. He's not going to put up with all of this. Notice again verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, stars, and on the earth perplexity, and the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and the expectation of those things that are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. God will shake us. He will get our attention, my friends, and we need to really understand these things. When we recently saw the horrifying tsunami that hit Indonesia, killing almost 250,000 human beings, almost a quarter of a million human beings. We saw this in the terrible Katrina hurricane that destroyed much of New Orleans and the surrounding areas of Louisiana and destroyed the livelihoods of untold thousands of people. Yes, God begins to intervene. He's going to do it far more in the future. Don't think it's over. Almighty God says the sea and the waves will be roaring and the powers of the heaven will be shaken, leading right up to Christ's coming. My friends, are you personally, think about this, are you personally willing to face the genuine reality and be shaken enough that you will truly begin to seek the true God, the God of the Bible? Are you willing to act on the vital truths that we're giving you on this, these programs here, Tomorrow's World programs, and in the pages of Tomorrow's World magazine? Are you really? Again, my friends, be sure to write us or call us right now for your free copy of our powerful booklet entitled, Who Controls the Weather? This inspiring booklet, Who Controls the Weather, will open your eyes to all kinds of information and facts which we do not have time for in this brief telecast. This booklet, Who Controls the Weather, will really help you understand God's revelation on this vital topic. So call us or write us today. Request your free copy of our powerful booklet, very meaningful, filled with facts. Who controls the weather? Just ask for the booklet on the weather. That's all you need. Call now before you forget. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, God controls the weather. Let's review, my friends, what we just covered in Luke 21. Notice Luke 21, beginning in verse 25. Luke 21, 
And let's begin here in Luke 21, beginning in verse 25. And I'm going to review a little bit here. Jesus was saying, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring just before his return. Terrible intervention in weather and weather patterns and the signs of heaven. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Those of us who are willing to serve the God of heaven and do what God says can be glad. Our Savior, our Redeemer, the King of kings and Lord of lords is coming back to this earth. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And he spoke to them in a parable, Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is near. You can see these things in nature and understand. Learn to understand what the Bible says and watch these signs. They're underway now. So likewise, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is not something just in your heart. It's an event that's going to happen. Christ's government is coming back to this earth. Christ is returning as King of kings and Lord of lords. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation, as all these things begin to happen, will by no means pass away till all things are fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So, my friends, in the days just ahead, you should truly be seeking the God of the Bible. Are you doing that? The God of creation, the real God. You should be genuinely studying this very book, the Holy Bible. You should be meditating on what you read, thinking about what the Bible really says, the meaning of it. And as we saw in Luke 21, 36, and we're going to read that again, you should be watching and praying always. Notice he says this then. He says, Heaven and earth will pass, but my words will not pass. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, the cares of this life. And that day will come upon you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare, a little trap that snaps on an animal, on all those that dwell on the face of the whole earth. That's everybody. Are you going to be one of those few exceptions, those few Christians who really are watching and praying and willing to do what God says? Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Are you personally willing to prove these things and act while there is still time? Think about it. Are you willing? Again, be sure to call us at the toll-free number on your screen and request your absolutely free copy of this vital booklet entitled, Who Controls the Weather? You need to do that. You will be given a subscription automatically to Tomorrow's World magazine with vital articles giving you in-depth information on biblical prophecy and Christian living, what you should be doing with your life in order to enter the kingdom of God. And God says, if you turn to Him, you will be given a place of safety, a place of safety, a way to escape the coming great tribulation, a way to escape the coming slavery and captivity that we've told you about over and over that's prophesied to occur. Again, speaking to our forefathers, the fathers of the American and British-descended people, God tells us and warned our forefathers back here in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 25. 
when you beget children and grandchildren and have grown old in the land and act corruptly, that's what we're beginning to do, to turn aside from God and act corruptly and make the carved image. We don't have that kind of idols so much, although many churches have idols of so-called Jesuses that don't look anything like Jesus. They have idols of other so-called saints and so on. But we make idols out of our cars, out of our big houses, our television sets. That's what we worship and do evil in the sight of the Lord your God to provoke Him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but you will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. Yes, there is a coming great tribulation prophesied again and again in the Bible. God will take our people somewhere else into slavery if we don't wake up. Let's understand these world events. Let's understand these terrible drought, famine, disease epidemics that are starting to come. And he says from there, once you've gone into slavery, you will serve gods, little, little g, so-called gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God. When you're finally taken into slavery, when something horrible finally begins to happen to you, my friends, then you and this whole nation and all the nations of Israel, all the peoples of the British Commonwealth and America and the other peoples of the whole earth who understand will finally wake up. Why does God have to shake us so much to make us wake up? What's wrong? Why can't you and I and all of us turn to God and do what God says? You say, well, we're just supposed to love the Lord and that's all. No, Jesus said in Luke 6, 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Think about that. Read it, Luke 6, 46. Why call Jesus Lord and you don't do what he says? He said back in Matthew, he said, if you would enter into life, keep the commandments. But we don't want to do that. We see they're done away. We want to go our own way. He says, when these things have happened and you're in slavery, from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find Him if you seek Him with all your heart and all your soul. Are you willing to begin to study and drink into this book? Are you willing to get on both knees and lift up your hands to the God of heaven and say, give me understanding, Father, and give me the faith and the courage to do what you say. Help me to quit being afraid of what people think. Let me be more concerned about what you think, Father. Help me and teach me, strengthen me. We need to pray that way. If you turn to God with all your heart and your soul when you're in distress and all these things come upon you in the latter days, we're in those days. These things are going to come in the latter days when you turn to the Lord your God and obey His voice. Yes, we need to be real about this. There is a real God and we need to understand His Word and turn to Him more than we have ever done before. Every one of you listening, please understand. Wake up. Be willing to obey your Creator and give your life and really give your life to do what God says, not some imaginary thing, but to obey what the Bible actually says. And my friends, please, for your sake, tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you will gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events 
and to the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We will also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspectives and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at the same time. See you right here next week. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.